0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, August 2nd, 2019, and today we are reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 45, the first paragraph. It's lack of power. That was our dilemma. We're just going to read the one paragraph only. So today's readers, we have Matt M. on the 12 Steps, Madeline R. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text, Lauren N., Susan H., and Barbara E. The Share ID for yesterday, Thursday, August 1st. Uh, For the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, that number is 13,226. That's 13226. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, that number is 13,228. That's one three two two eight. Oh, we got uh, Naomi B. is a newcomer greeter. Russ Money, Russ M. for the second hour host. Here's our preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At uh, this meeting, A Vision For You, the uh, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So let me ask Matt M to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Matt. Can you hear me, Larry? I can. You're coming through great.
1: Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt Evan Caples Overeater. Here are the 12 steps as adapted for Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admit we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore its sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted a God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends for them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible except for to do so with interest of others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious content with God as to the sin and praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps to try to carry out these messages to the for the eaters and to
0: practice these principles in all our
1: affairs. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. Okay, Madeline R., would you um, read the 12 Traditions for us,
2: please? Sure. Madeline R. from Pennsylvania, The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern property and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting declining declining outside contributions. 8. Overreaders anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: I'll pass. Thank you, Madeline. Okay, here's how this meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. And anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing and and, uh, sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Um, If you go over three minutes, I'm gonna sing to you, and nobody wants that, so. Um, Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing a topic. And this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And, of course, we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star 1 to mute your phone again in order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted so today we're we're back in the uh, in our study in the big book we are uh in the chapter we agnostics we are on page 45 we're going to read the first paragraph only which is lack of power that was our dilemma and with that Lauren N will you get us started on the reading
3: Thank you, Larry. This is Lauren N. from New York, Compulsive Obreeder, Sugar Addict. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? Oh, my God, that is a very good question. Where and how are we to find this power? I just, yeah, I mean, this program for so long for me was, the power was in the fellowship. For so long, I could not find a power that was A quote-unquote God because for me God was this man that had a long white beard and he looked down at me and he was angry and told me I was bad. So I couldn't hold on to that type of power. But for the longest time I held on to the power of the fellowship, the power of the people in these rooms, the power of all those that sat around me and talked and, and verbalized what I felt knew what was going on inside of me and because they said it because they were it was so clear to them and it wasn't clear to me and I was able to just hold on to them and now thank you. All, thank you, all my gods, with skin as I say, as many say in these rooms, I have come to believe in a greater power. I can't define it always. Sometimes it's the sun. Sometimes it's the ocean. Sometimes it's the warmth of the day. Sometimes it's the beautiful mountains. Sometimes it's the sky at night with the stars. Sometimes it's the moon. I can't always define it, but it's something outside of me that helps me hold on to this way of life when I'm not around it. That helps me remember I'm not alone because My dilemma was always that I was alone and that I nobody was going to be around me and hold me. Now I feel enveloped. It's almost like I'm in a warm bath most of the time and being held and cradled. Sometimes I don't feel that way, but majority of my life today, I feel like God is with me at all times, and that God is not a mean, angry person. So with that, Larry, I will pass.
0: Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate you getting us started. Okay, we're going to transition to sharing. Um, If you haven't had um, any power in the last uh, day or so, we'd like to hear from you. So who would like to share what was read?
4: Irene
0: Katie Katie G from I got Irene, Des Katie, Matt, Dez, Barbara, Eve from New Jersey. Nancy and Barbara. Let's uh stop there if we could. Here's what I have. It's a good lineup. With the exception of um Katie, it's a really, really good lineup. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have Irene, Katie, Matt, Des, I think I got that right. Nancy and Barbara. Irene, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service.
5: I am Irene B., a happily recovered, very grateful to the grace of God. Um, Yeah, power greater than ourselves. That is just, um, that's powerful. (laughs) Um, For me, I know that God loves me, and as an adult, the the mind of my understanding, my intellect understands that God loves me. I see it. I see it. Um, it's supernatural, and I've experienced it, and it just blows my mind. But there was a part of me that I think was kind of floating around in there somewhere. And um, as a child, my God abandoned me. That was my perception as a child. You know, he wasn't interested in me. I saw him. I reached out to him, and he just wasn't there. And um, so I quit reaching out to him because he didn't be it didn't do any good and I learned that I needed to be on self-reliance on self-will on willpower to get anything done that's the way I had to operate because I was on my own and through this program I've learned how to connect to my higher power and I am so grateful to that because in self-reliance relying on my willpower I made a mess of things yes we know we all know that so I needed to connect to that power greater than myself which I call God for me and with that power guiding me instead of me guiding me my life is miraculous my life is astonishing my life is beyond anything i ever dreamed would be possible and i owe all of that to this program that i did not believe in but i had to even though i didn't believe it and I didn't understand how. I just went with it by faith. I did not believe it, but I followed it and I stuck with it and by the grace of God it worked. And with that I'll pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Irene. Okay, Katie. Good morning. Good morning, Larry.
4: Beautiful vocals. This is Katie G, covered compulsive overeater in Boston. Lack of power. What does this mean? You know, I find it interesting. It does not say lack of knowledge. It does not say lack of wisdom. It says lack of power. It was very humbling for this egomaniac, this selfish, self-centered, dishonest, and fearful woman to admit that the boxes and the bags and the bulimia and the laxatives were my higher power, and that each time they took me out, they took me down. I have no power, no choice, and no control with saccharin. I have no power, no choice, no control with bubblegum. I don't understand it, and it doesn't matter. There's no chapter in the big book called Into Understanding, right? It's into action, and um, if I, I also find it important to repeat what my teachers have been teaching me step two says i come to believe that a power greater than myself not in and when i came into these rooms i was creating god i was writing dear god letters i was saying god is god 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 is this god is that me my my selfishness thought that god was small enough for me to conceptualize who god was and to put god into a box that was outside of me that 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 would work for me and do my demands well it didn't work for me spoiler alert what this chapter teaches me is that deep down in every man woman and child is the fundamental idea of god and how do i get grounded in that Step one, man, it's all about step one. If I am powerless, I have no power, no choice, and no control around the food, then something else is making this world operate. It doesn't matter if you call it Buddha or Jesus or Allah or grass or whatever. All, it, it doesn't need me to conceptualize it. All I need to know is that I'm insane. I can't solve my life. I'm not God. And um, you know the diseases inside of me, but I, one of my recovered heroes taught me that um, you know when Michelangelo was uh, was talking about how he created the statue of the of the um, David, he just chipped away at everything in the in the clay that wasn't David, and there David was. That is how I get to God, right? We got to chip away everything that's not Katie, the selfishness, the self-centeredness, the dishonesty, and fear that's not Katie so that I can get to Katie, so I can get to God, right? And if you're sitting here wondering, I can't believe in a power greater than me, what do you think the food has been for you? For me, if you're a compulsive overeater, I'll wrap up with this of the hopeless variety. I have spent my life making food and bulimia my God. And and, and I was done. I was exhausted. And um, I'm just so excited to be studying this chapter with you guys today. Blessings, I pass.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Okay, we have Matt followed by Des. Hey Matt. Good morning. good morning. Can can you hear me, Larry? I can. How do
1: you follow Katie Gina, she's amazing? Um <laughs> <laughs> Lack of Lack of power. Um I'm definitely struggling with lack of power because I'm I'm struggling with relapse right now, but I do have a higher power. And it's getting easier day by day. The food is getting put down with claw marks on it. And I have to like forcibly um, leave things alone, and it's not easy. I can't do this on my own. I have to make outreach calls, which I'm doing. I'm making calls for my sponsor every day. I'm setting pictures of my food. I'm trying to surrender to this process, and it's, I have to hack. Have, I don't have power over this. If I did, I wouldn't be in the rooms in the first place. I never left the rooms, even though when I'm in relapse, when I'm not, I stayed with it because this is only the last house on the block for me. There's nowhere else to go. I've tried everything except for surgery, so. I'm willing to stay with it. I'm willing to work one day at a time with this. Today's been a good day so far, and I hope today could be an abstinent one. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt.
0: Okay, Des, did I hear your name right? As in, like, Desiree? Des?
6: Absolutely. Good morning, Larry. It's uh, Des, Absolutely. short for Desiree. And my last initial is M, and I'm from California. Um, and I'm super grateful to be on the line. I've heard all your voices, um, but not live. So uh, I can so relate to this paragraph. Um, I normally listen to the West Coast meeting, the 10 a.m. I see power in here four times in a four um, sentence, four line paragraph. And it's just really resonating with my heart. this morning, I was having trouble sleeping, which happens sometimes, and I can often get into victim mode um, if I'm not working a program about it, um, but today, I got to be in bed, try to sleep, and then say that I will not mind be done, which is just, um, I'm picking up the weight again, the God muscle weight, and um, I just uh, had a relapse on Monday after six months of entire abstinence, two and a half years in program, um, I went on vacation, and It was like a half measures, um, beautiful, graceful scenario that I got to come right back in the same day that I went out. Um, and you know, my compulsive eating behaviors were what led me to my alcoholic foods and, um, just so powerful yesterday I was re-listening to the power that flows just where you need it, the special edition. Um I listened to it live with my ego. I was like cut off already from the sunlight of the spirit, not doing enough inventories like I just heard to clear away the the blockage between me and my higher power and that's my dilemma the lack of power. And, and this book tells us, you know, and I've felt it, I've lived it, I've seen it. And it doesn't matter if I know it, I have to continue to live it daily. And yesterday I got the turnover of many, you know, many four step. I'm back in the steps. And like, um, part of the reason I can't sleep is because I'm feeling God, And I'm happy and I also have the tools and the program fellows and I'm going to do another inventory this morning so I'm just on the road and just really grateful to be um there with you guys live on the east coast um all of your voices have really um, inspired me and helped me so thank you very much for my recovery today and um have a blessing have a beautiful day thanks I pass
0: thank you so much Des okay Nancy good morning
7: Good morning, Larry. Nancy T. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho, bright and early this morning. Um, Lack of power, that was our dilemma. I Boy, you know, and I came in with an ego the size of Texas, so I was my own power. And um, it, it failed me miserably, though. One of the things I've heard in the room that I've always kept, and I love it, is that if I had hired myself as a manager for my life, and that person did the job that I've been doing, I would have fired them immediately because I did a really lousy job of managing my life. Um, Just the insanity and chaos that I created by myself. So this it tells us that this power, it even puts it in squiggly words, so that means pay attention. It has to be a power greater than ourselves. It can't be me. I can't be my own power. My broken brain can't fix my broken brain. So I need a power greater than myself. And I've always believed in God. I I grew up believing in God. um, But I didn't let God do what he wanted to do. I kept trying to micromanage him. And um, it didn't work. That's all I can say. It simply didn't work. So I had to find a power greater than ourselves. And it says, where and how are we to find this power? And I'm just going to future trip one sentence into tomorrow. That's exactly what this book is about. It's going to tell us how and where to find this power. Katie alluded to one of them um, about, you know, searching, or I can't remember now the sentence she quoted, but if you just pop over to page 55 in the third paragraph, it says, sometimes we have to search fearlessly. So that's how it says, search fearlessly, but he was there. So by searching fearlessly, that's the how. It says he was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality, capital letters. so that's this power, deep down within us. So there it's telling us, I have to search fearlessly deep down within me. And it says in the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. So I don't have to look anywhere else. I have to search diligently deep down within us. And one of the things I love about the big book is if it's an important point it's trying to get across, it'll repeat it. And in the very next paragraph after that, it says, encourages you to search diligently within yourself. So it's telling us, I love the clear cut instructions that this book gives me. And not only tells me I need a power, it tells me this power has to be greater than me. And then it tells me exactly how and where to find it. All I have to do is follow the directions. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thanks so
0: much, Nancy. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good
8: morning. May I be heard right now?
0: Yeah. Oh, wonderful.
8: Well, lack of power was certainly my dilemma, a choice between two alternates. Both of them were equally undesirable. If I went through door number one, It would require me to truthfully look at my flaws and deepest, most shameful secrets and humble myself enough to share them with another, laying aside the part others played and make genuine amends to them for my part and then pray and meditate and work with others for the rest of my life. Or I could choose door number two, which meant the certainty of a demoralizing and painful death, and the ongoing destruction of my family's mental health, I was told repeatedly: if I chose door number one, I must find a power to guide me. But how would I get access to this power? The the, the dilemma again. I was told this power was there for me if I was willing to pick up the spiritual toolkit. I had to find a way to become willing to open the door of my cage of shame, guilt, and remorse and let this unknown power into my heart. A strict moral code of which I felt I had none would not be enough. In fact, feeling the shame and guilt was just another way of blocking myself from my higher power and even a form, at least for me, of my ego asserting itself. I could wish to be moral, wish to be perfect, but it's not up to me. Everything happens in my higher powers time. I cannot give higher power a timetable. I really must relax, take it easy, and listen for the answers. And they will come, but it all depends on my continued humility and prayers and work with others. For 50 years, I persisted in the delusional thinking that I could figure out the solution on my own, but I could not. A sick mind can't cure a sick mind. I had to come to a place of trust in a power who would guide me, love me, even when I didn't feel lovable. We agnostics says I don't have to believe in a god of religion just a spiritual power greater than me. It must be accompanied by altruistic action and spiritual ongoing work. Step one gave me a sense of despair, but step two offers me hope, the promise, the hope of a higher power that would be able to to dispel my suffering. (sighs) Well, that's what this book is all about giving me the solution to my dilemma, which will solve my problems with food and life. And this chapter opens access to the solution to all of us, whether we have college degrees or grew up in the school of hard knocks, to atheists, agnostics, people of all religions, races, gender identifications. We are all inclusive, riding across the Ponderosa together. I feel so grateful, so privileged to say, I am you and you are me. Thank you. Have a beautiful weekend. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara. Okay. If you just fell out of bed, here's where we're at. We're on page 45, the first paragraph, lack of power. That was our dilemma. So who would like to share on their immense, extraordinary power? Vinny T. Hoodie R.
9: Hoodie.
0: Hoodie. Phyllis D. Kathy G. Phyllis. Linda Kathy. D. John. Crystal Christina. P. Chrissy Jane. Jane. Chrissy. Let's stop there, guys. I'm going to tell you who I heard. Um, I heard Vinny. I see Hoodie and Phyllis and Kathy and Linda and Crystal and Chrissy. I apologize if I missed you. Um we'll see if we can have some time at the end. So let's start with Vinny, followed by Hoodie. Good morning, Vinny.
10: Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. Am I being heard? You are. Ah, thank you. Oh, lack of power. This has to be my paragraph. <laughs> um, when I came into this program after a lifetime of asking and asking and asking, what did people get from their religion? You know, what, what was their God? What You know, what was it all about? And I, you know, that's where I was looking. I was looking at others and questioning. And through doing these steps, I, I searched within myself. I didn't know that I was doing that, but that's what I was doing. And having gotten through, you know, step four and five and six, seven, eight, and somewhere within nine, it just was revealed to me. It was in me and it always had been. I just hadn't looked in the right places and I hadn't asked within myself. I hadn't asked. Um, Somewhere along the line, I remember saying, you know, like, um you know this this power is is mine um i believed that it was there but i couldn't find it and doing these steps um and and you know listening to the voices of the others uh, who have gone before me um you know i i got the uh, hope and i believed i believed i could get there um sometimes <laughs> i was fearful i wouldn't but i got there and so I thank you all. I thank this big book. I thank Bill. I thank everyone. Um, this is so much better a way to live uh, than I have ever even dreamed of. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Vinny. Okay, Hoodie, followed by Phyllis. Good morning, Hoodie, or afternoon. Hi,
11: Larry. Good morning to you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. And lack of power, woohoo that was a big one for my def- my ego deflation, where I grew up thinking. And I grew up thinking, and not only did I get from other people, that I had to pull myself up from my bootstraps and... And I had the power to do whatever I wanted to do, and that's going to happen. I could have first started with the food that I could just do it on my own. I could live life, and everything will go my way, and I could get things going. And um, I could be successful. I could be um, powerful. I had that in me. And then I come to this program. I come to Overeaters Anonymous on my hands and knees and I had to admit to the fact that, you know, lack of power, nothing worked for me. I was I was sick and you know, what was that power? I had a soul sickness that um with this obsession of the mind going in my head and I, and I had separated myself from from my higher power and um, I needed to find a power greater than myself, something that was going to able to teach me and train me how to live differently, how to have a perception switch, to, to pray that there's someone else that could help me and let them in to do the work for me and to help me and to change me. Because on my own, I couldn't change. I had to accept help. I had to accept that I was powerless 100%. I needed to be re um, re um, redefined. I needed to be changed from the inside out because I, uh, my ego, which was going nowhere, had to be put down, and I had to accept that you, someone else outside me, was going to help me to grow and um, and be a little more successful than. Um, The without, but I'm, you know, I had to come and say, step one, I am powerless over this food. I am powerless over my defects from changing and growing. I just had to put, just say, I don't know. Who could, who knows, and trust in all of you, and to pray and to pray from the bottom of my heart and cry out in pain, and that I'm gonna do. Anything, anything you tell me to do, because self-sufficiency was not the answer for me. I couldn't will this thing with all my might, with all my might. I needed someone to tell me exactly what to do and to follow these directions and to trust in a higher power that He could do for me what I cannot do myself. And so, you know, I had to come to that paralysis and learn to live and see and accept what others were telling me to do in order to create a life beyond my wildest dream. And um, it's still always in creation. I always today, I have to let go of what I think I need, I think I know, and accept what I have as exactly what I am meant to be and what that I pass.
0: Thank you, Hoodie. Okay, we have Phyllis followed by Kathy. Good morning, Phyllis. Phyllis, press star
12: one if you would. Oh, Phyllis, press star
0: one.
13: Hi, this is Phyllis. There you are. I I inadvertently uh, hung up the phone. I do that. Oh my goodness. Uh, This is Phyllis D um, uh, from Illinois, Central Illinois, go Cubs. Um, And I wanted to share about this little paragraph because all of a sudden with all the shares, it just, it came to me um, that um, I grew up in an abusive home, um, not physically to me, but to my brothers around me, but I lived in fear constantly. Um, and I had to walk the line, or I'd get in trouble. And so I, um, and my my powers at that time were my mother and father. And so I just had to toe the line to not get in trouble there. And uh, uh, so I, that's what I did. You know, why didn't you get an A plus? You should have gotten an A plus. You know, that wasn't good enough. So that kind of thing. You can't sing. You're flat. You just. Constantly negative stuff, but when I went to do this step, um, I thought, "How do I do that?" And my sponsor said, you, "Because you're stuck in your childhood, and you need to find a power greater than myself." And I said, "How do I do that?" And he said, "Make a list of the things you want your power, great, your God to be." And I and I said, "Okay." And so I started out with a legal pad, and I filled three pages of the things that I wanted God to be. And it, it turned out it was things like I wanted him to love to hear me sing. I wanted to him to want to hold me in his lap and that I wanted to sit in his lap where I never did with my father. And I, uh, he, loved, he, loved, he, he was a big teddy bear. He wasn't a monster. He was a teddy bear. And I went on and on and on with those things. And it, it just was a miracle how that felt. And uh, that he was a power greater than myself, and because all my life I'd I'd had to be my own power, and so and everybody had to toe the line, because you know if they didn't, then I wouldn't be happy. So um, I was able to do that, but the important thing was that after I got there, I had to go on and do on the other steps, go on to the other steps, and um, and turn that will and life over to him and I struggle with that sometimes, and I struggle with uh, with uh, doing 10 steps and, and the kinds of things that you just want to take care of yourself, and so uh, it's really important that I stay grounded in the second step, but also go on and on and
0: on and never stop,
13: and I thank you for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Phyllis. You have another six minutes as a Cubs fan, but we'll we'll move on here <laughs> well they, they they lost
13: so it's okay i know thank you all right uh. thanks
0: fellas okay kathy followed by linda good morning kathy
9: good morning larry uh thanks so much another cub fan on the line it's kathy uh g from mm-hmm. illinois A grateful compulsive overeater and actually i want to share about um something that happened to me just over a week ago that really kind of the seed of it got planted at a cub game. And it ties right into this paragraph. Uh, I was at a cub game just over a week ago, and I just had the thought come in as my husband and my sister went off to get a beer together and people were eating the hot dogs and all the stuff around me, I just let a little self-pity in. Well, not a good thing for a compulsive overeater. I recognized, um, you know, that I I just so wanted to have, you know, I'd love to be able to have a beer and a hot dog and what everybody around me was having, but uh, I'm a compulsive overeater. And if I get into those thoughts, uh, my character defects, um, I'm going to create a landing strip for this illness, which is exactly what happened. So it says lack of power was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. And I just looked up yesterday um, the word reprieve um, in part of my step work, and it says a reprieve means to cancel or postpone the punishment of someone, especially someone condemned to death. So this illness, it really has a death sentence on us. It wants us dead, and it wanted me dead in that moment. And the weakness I saw in the foundation of my program was that I still had some vagueness with a couple of foods. Like I still had some things kind of on a yellow list in my mind. Even though I'd had two years of abstinence, there was just a crack, like saying, I'm not really sure. I had step one completely in regard to M&M's, sugar and cake and cookies, all that stuff. God kept me from that, even in this slip I had. But because of a couple things lining up, I found myself in the car and I ate some things with white flour, and God showed me. I have the same powerlessness over them that I do over the other things I mentioned, and now I've just gone even deeper with step one, and I'm going deeper into entire abstinence, and I'm very grateful for that. But I want you to know that I had to sit the day after I told my sponsor about this in my car and... Uh, it was. A, I was absent that whole next day because I, I pressed into the program, the tools, the steps, all of it. But I had a wrestling match with a hot pretzel that I walked by in a Walmart after just picking up some mascara. And I was literally wrest. I felt like I was wrestling with the devil in my car. And I needed power, a power by which I could live and not die. So, by the grace of God, I reached out, I texted somebody, and I asked them if there was I asked if anybody was available to talk me off the cliff. Somebody got me out of that parking lot, and then i uh, I called my sponsor in tears, and I said, "I, I can't promise you that I'm not going to go have that pretzel." but we had to do it together. I had to invite God in. I had to invite somebody else in, and we fought that thing, and I was given the power and the grace that I needed so I'm just so grateful to be here today, going deeper with you, uh, shoulder to shoulder. So uh thanks, Larry. Uh thanks for your service and I pass.
0: Thanks, Kathy. Okay, we have Linda followed by Crystal. Good morning, Linda. Hey Larry. Linda
5: our- Hi everybody. Hey. It's Linda D from
14: Connecticut. I um I've been recovered for five and a half years, and that means I'm five and a half years old. And I do not belong in traffic alone. I cannot handle this disease on my own. I like some of the words that I've heard this morning, like how miraculous, how astonishing this program is. It is. I was an atheist. I know God's real. And here it is. It's today. And I have all of you to walk through today. Because I have to walk through a lot of feelings. I never lived today with the problems of today with a higher power and i need your help to be able to hear the guidance sometime i can hear it by myself a prayer and sometime i need to get some clearance as just was um shared some of this is terrifying the fears are terrifying they're very old they're not true i'm not garbage i'm beloved by god but I have to experience that. And I'm so grateful to be with you to have this wonderful transformative experience day by day. Thanks, I pass.
0: Thanks, Linda. Okay, we have Crystal followed by Chrissy. Good morning, Crystal.
15: Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P. from Toronto. Can I be heard? You can. Thank you. I'm really grateful to read this uh, this paragraph today. It says that um, our problem or our dilemma was our lack of power. And when I came into program, I didn't know I had a dilemma at all. I really thought that about, you know, 90, 95% of my life was going really great, that I was, you know, everything was working well. I had a good job. I had good friends. I had, you know, my family and all these things. And if I could just fix my 10% problem of my weight, everything would be perfect. And it was It was only once I put down the food and I got into the program, I realized that I'd made a mess of 100 percent of my life. Um, And I've heard I've learned that, um, you know, the the first victim of this disease is the truth. And the first person that I lied to is myself, because it says here, you know, um, the the word that stood out to me most in this paragraph is it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. And it's funny because it was obvious to everyone else, but not to me. That was not obvious to me at all that I needed a power greater than myself. I thought I was an exceptional manager. I thought I was doing a great job and everyone else was just not following or following my plan, you know, and if everyone just followed my plan, um, everything would be fine. And it was really at step one where I realized that none of the outside stuff is the problem. It's me. It's just me. That's why I need a power greater than me because I am the problem, and what's amazing is that once even once I put down the food and you know uh, I start to recover and my life gets bigger and all these amazing things start to happen and I have physical recovery, um, I can start to get afraid again and start to think you know I, I I need to manage this, like I need to control this because um you know that's all I know how to do, and I have to learn how to practice these principles in all my affairs. Because even in recovery, even, even sorry, abstinently, I'm still a terrible higher power with, when it comes to all my other affairs. I punish myself all the time. I, um, I just, I can't even see two freedom fr- in front of me, forget about what's going to happen in the future. I can't even see reality because I'm insane. So it's not, I'm not a good higher power, even with the food down. I have to bring God into everything because I can actually practice, I can actually do all the do things of the program. And I can actually use all the tools and and do all the work. And I can find ways to cut God out completely, so that I can control situations. And I have to learn sometimes that even before I pick up the phone, I have to first go to God, because there is no way for me to work this program without God and without a power greater than me, because I am just a terrible, terrible higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Crystal. Okay, Chrissy, you're up.
12: Good morning. Hey, Chrissy, press star one if you would. Unless I was hearing voices in my head
0: again. Chrissy, maybe that was Crystal. Chrissy Jane, can
16: you hear
0: me now? Oh, I can. Hi, good morning.
16: This is Chrissy Jane Kay. Um I wanted to share that today my my today god is a coach. Uh he helped me get in shape and now uh I found that God doesn't do for he doesn't do it to me and he doesn't do it for me and he he doesn't do it with me and he doesn't help me. He's my coach. He tells. He's on the sidelines. He shows me. Uh, he wants me to do, throw the ball this way and that way, and how to do it. And I have to listen to him because he's the coach, and he knows how to how to win the ball. And uh, I walk with I walk with him and listen to his actions and do it his way, because he's a, he's a he's a god, he's a god of action. He's a coach of action and uh i uh um and um and in football we we have to work together, so he coaches me as a whole uh, with with the whole team, so we all work together, and that way we can get a touchdown and win the game, and with that, I pass,
0: thank you, Chrissy. Okay, so page forty-five, first paragraph, lack of power. That was our dilemma. We have time for perhaps two more very powerful, powerful people. Charles Age, who is that? Tar- that's here okay. Jason okay. Terry, Lori Eve. Let's go. Let's go, uh, Chuck and Terry. I- I- I'm sorry if I uh, if I missed you there. Hey, what's up, Chuck? Hey, Larry. How you doing? Thanks for your service, man. Charles Age, hey. recovered
12: compulsive overheater. Um, so I love all the shares this morning on the lack of power. Um, I want um, to touch, go into how it works real quick and tie it in. So, you know, you know on page 60 where it says being convinced we were now at step three, um, mo- <laughs> my experience is I wasn't convinced. So it's still step two until page 63 says we were now at uh, step three. But I want to take it, but most of the shares are talking about fear and a uh, and a, and a trusted teacher on this line gave me the acronym for fear, frustration, ego, anxiety, and resentment. Now, if we take a look at the, uh, uh, the fear inventory, third paragraph on chapter, um, chapter 5, 68, where it says, we laugh at those that, that think that spirituality is weak. In all actuality, it, it's strength. It's, it's Paradoxically, Hi. it's strength. Hi.
16: taking me to the doctors again today. Thank you. You want to go to Bye. the doctor? <laughs> I love it.
12: Um, so, yeah, so that's why I'm on the line. I'm powerless, and it's the most hardest thing for a real compulsive over here to say that they have no power. I love the fact that I can say that I have no power so that together um, we can access this power through the uh, application of the steps. And that's all I got. Thank you, Letter. Lair,
5: you may need to press star
0: one to unmute. Oh, thanks, Leah. Hey, mm-hmm. Charles, thanks so much. Terry, it's your turn. Press
12: star one, if you would. I think I heard Terry.
0: I don't know. Maybe not. We'll give her another couple of seconds here.
17: Sorry, Larry. I was talking. Can you hear me now?
0: No, oh, I think yeah, that was Jason. You, yeah, yeah. If we, if we have time for Jason after Terry, we'll, we'll go. To, we'll go to that. Hey, Terry.
17: Okay. Okay. So I'll try that again. So this is Terry, compulsive overeater, an um, OA for five years, two relapses, and I have a month as of yesterday of, of clean abstinence. Um, you know, I I want to talk a little bit about this uh, power. I I was raised to believe that I had the power um that that i just needed to set my mind to it and if i had enough willpower and if i had enough conviction that i could do anything and so for decades i attempted uh successfully until it wasn't successful to diet the weight off and when i when i really came to believe that i didn't have the power then it's all i had to do i didn't know what the power was i just had to embrace the fact that it wasn't me and as long as I knew that I was powerless in step one, I could sit in the uncomfortability of not having power until I quieted my mind enough and looked for the miracles enough to realize that the power was within me and all around me. And it's only with that power now that I can have uh, a, an easy uh, day with abstinence and and the serenity that comes with that. So I'm grateful that I could set my ego aside and not think that it was all about my self-will and pulling myself up by my bootstraps because what I learned was if I could have done this thing I'd have done it already because I tried and I tried and I tried and I kept feeling like the biggest loser and the biggest failure because I couldn't keep the weight off I couldn't do it and when I finally accepted that I wasn't a normal eater and that I didn't cause this thing I couldn't control it and I couldn't cure it I could just embrace the fact that I could be a normal abnormal eater and I'm good with that today so thanks and I passed
0: Thanks, Terry. Now batting for the Phillies, Jason Kay. Hey, Jason, good morning.
18: Hey, Larry. Uh, Jason Kay recovered compulsive eater and bulimic outside of Philadelphia. I love the uh, baseball metaphors, and I will just accept a, a clean up uh, the here uh, position. And I love this paragraph because it's talking about the nature of the problem and the nature of the solution, and that's what this big book is so masterfully. Uh, Outlined for us, and, and what are we asked to do? And when, when we when we see this in terms of the nature of the problem, we're asked to identify. We're asked to find the truth. You know, this book talks about conceding to our innermost self that we have this thing. So lay this up against your own experience. Look at your own life. Uh, search within yourself. Search your conscience. Ask yourself, Do I have this power to stop eating compulsively? Can I take a food plan that a nutritionist gives me and follow it reliably? You know, are you that person that can have a cheat meal like we hear people talk about? Uh, Or does that cheat meal last for months and months and months of of demoralization? And, And I look at my own experience, how I tried and I tried and I tried and I persisted with this illusion that I'm going to control this thing. I'm going to get this food under control. The diet is going to be successful. I was just, about to get it under control and then i had to stop and look that i was doing that for decades of my life decades so what do we do given this situation Given this given this you know uh mystifying this dumbfounding disease and these countless attempts to try to control if, if that's where you are today what do we do we look at the next the next line we have to find this power and this isn't just a power by which we can put the food down We need to live happily uh, abstinent. We need to find abstinence, but then we need to recover. We need to be restored and reborn. We need to be happily uh, abstinent. We need to have sanity around our food. And if we can't do it, we need to find a power. And the, 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 the other great thing that this book does is it gives us a roadmap where to find that power, how to find that power. It points us out in a step by step process, literally. Literally step-by-step step, how to get connected to that power. and that's great news today, and that's the miracle today. and that's what we, we can celebrate today, uh, and that's what we can join uh, in brotherly and harmonious action, and, and harmony. you know we join together in that solution today. and that's why this meeting is powerful because uh, we talk about the solution as outlined in the big book and with that all time.
0: Thank you, Jason. Way to wrap us up there. And, and thank you to, to all you powerless people and, and everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, um, August 2nd, 2019, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. That number is 13,230. That's 13230. So let's close now with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Susan H., would you read that for us?
19: I would love to. Thank you. you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.